and welcome to We Will Talk About It, the Supernatural Rewatch podcast where we watch one episode every week, spoiler free. I'm Megan. I'm Kat. And this week we are talking about season one, episode 12, Faith. Mm. Again, this back on from Scarecrow is also one of my favorite episodes. I I don't think, I mean, I don't think any of the episodes from season one are in my top five. Okay. Well, Scarecrow is in my top five. Mm. This is just a really good episode. I just really like this mm-hmm. episode. I think it's a very... I don't know the the theme of the episode's very mm-hmm. sweet. Uh, like when I say sweet, in the sense of I don't know, it seems more real, mm-hmm. more plausible that like it could happen. You know, in our mm-hmm. like reality. Yes, and will you actually share something with your bestie, Eric Kripke? I do, do I? Uh, so Eric Kripke, and I'm quoting from the Supernatural Wiki, guys. Uh, of course, cites Faith as his favorite episode of Supernatural. Saying, it's when I first realized what the show was capable of. Here's this episode about is there a God? What's meant to be? And is there free will? And is your life worth the cost of someone else's life? It's a metaphysical and moral study of the boys' universe. There's so many different places the show can go and so many tones. That's been really fun to do. So this episode Essentially was what I said, but way simpler and less smart. (laughs) (laughs) And way less, you know, words. But it's very true. Like it's one of those Mm -hmm. episodes where it's like I mean, in, just in life in general, you like, I would do absolutely anything for this person. Mm-hmm. You know, the person I love dearly, I would go to any length. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed this episode because it's not far-fetched. I mean, what happens in the episode, far-fetched, mm. but just the build-up. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, I think this was where Eric Kripke realised the potential of the show mm. to be something more... Than just Monster of the Week. Yeah, than just Monster of the Week or even just kind of the main story that they're telling. So, yeah, this is a really kind of pivotal episode. So this episode was directed by Alan Croker Mm -hmm. uh, and written by Rael Tucker and Sarah Gamble, who Mm -hmm. we have mentioned before a couple of times as writing a few episodes. And, yeah, let's crack into it. Yes, let's do. So we actually open on a hunt. Mm -hmm. Um, So we kind of open in the middle of the action. Mm Mm-hmm. Sam and Dean are hunting a rawhead, which we don't really learn a ton no, about what they it's are. It's an abandoned house of such. Yeah, we so, but we don't know know necessarily what kind of mm. creature or monster a rawhead is. Yeah. We go into this abandoned house. Mm-hmm. They find some children who do look like Victorian orphans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just two scared kids. They're just two scared kids, but they do look like they're from 1782. They do. They are trying to get the kids out of mm-hmm. the house. And before they go into the house, Dean and Sam have loaded up with tasers that they'd jacked up to like some insane number yeah, of volts. A million volts. I don't know. A 20,000 or something, some massive amount of volts. Because that's how you kill a rawhead is with electricity. Yeah. So they're trying to get the kids out of the house. The rawhead grabs Sam and pulls him down the stairs. Into um, the basement. Into the basement. Sam and Dean are fighting the rawhead. Sam runs after the kids to make sure they're safe. And then Dean kills the rawhead with the taser. But in doing so, because he's in, he's in a pool of water, water, he's ended up in a pool of water, he gets electrocuted. And yeah. Sam runs back downstairs. Dean is unconscious, and that's the cold, the, very the, cold open. Very that's snap. that's the cold open. A very intense mm. cold open. Very nine seconds of just like what is happening here? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this is such a bold move mm. for an episode to imply that maybe one of the main characters is dead. Yeah. In Look, the first ninety seconds of the, the episode. To quote um, uh, from Dodgeball, the movie. It's a bold move, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out. It's always my when I see some bold moves. Mm-hmm. It's a bold move. So we cut to a hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Sam is talking to the cops. The cops. He's explaining kind of their backstory, which is that they were driving, driving through. They had the windows down. They heard kids screaming. They went inside, and an accident occurred. Uh, the doctor walks up and tells Sam that Dean has had a heart attack. It was mm. a massive heart attack, mm-hmm. and that he won't survive. He's yeah. only got a few weeks. Yeah, I maybe right. months What's up, left. Doc? What's the news, Doc? Jesus, Jesus Christ, Dean is done. Yeah, and so that's what I mean. Like, that's such a fucking bold move mm. in episode ep- twelve. In episode twelve, to be like the main character is dying, mm. and Sam goes to speak to Dean. Given that dark humor. Dean has that definitely has that dark humor about death. You know, you better make sure you take care of my car. He yeah. says he's basically his wife, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> he's like his car wife. And Sam's like, "That's not funny." And mm. Dean is very acting like he's accepted yeah, he's his fate. Um, that he's like, "I guess you're going to be leaving without me." And Sam's like, "I'm not going anywhere, anywhere. without you." And it's interesting rewatching this episode because there's only one element of this episode that I remember from the first time I saw it. Like this is such a big episode and you'd think that I would have a memory mm. of being worried about Dean or whatever the case might be, but I really don't. I have a one memory of one element mm-hmm. um, or sort of two elements, which I'll talk about when we get there. But yeah, I don't really remember See, when this you, episode. When you asked me to do this podcast – we were obviously going through all our favorite episodes and remembering mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I can't wait to get to this episode and that episode. I mentioned this episode. I'm like, I can't wait till we get to Faith because it's such a, for me, mm-hmm. it's one of those episodes like, obviously by this stage, we discussed earlier that there was a particular point where I like skin. Skin is where it clicked for me. Mm-hmm. Everything fell into place. Mm-hmm. By this stage, it's, I'm already like halfway through the, the season. Mm-hmm. This, I don't know, this particular episode, it just resonated. Yeah. I don't know why, like maybe at the time of my life I was like, yeah, I kind of, I understand where Sam has been. Having, mm-hmm. you know, lost my dad and stuff. Mm. Losing someone significant in your life that you think you can't live without. Mm. I mean, you don't really, li- you learn to you learn to adapt your life, right? Yeah. I can see Sam's reasoning and bargaining mm-hmm. going through grief. He's essentially starting the grief process. Yeah. And I think watching this as someone who's past where Sam is in the grief cycle mm. is like, I resonate and I feel like that's why this episode is mm. so people who watch it who have unfortunately gone through grief mm. can understand the bargaining and like refusing to give up. No, we're going to try all these. We're going to try as much as we can. We're going to drink our kale smoothies. We're going to do mm-hmm. these things because it's going to help you live longer. Yeah. And whereas Dean's already, he's, he's grieved in like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone through all the stages and he's now like, nope, I've accepted my life. You need to carry on the mission kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I'm taking off my, my big brother hat and I'm passing it to mm. you. Keep following the track. But do we believe that Dean has accepted this and is like oh, he's processed it? it? No. Like, or what is I'm... this a bit more of his kind of performative oh, This is definitely Dean giving us a performance. Yeah. He's very much like, I, I think he's doing, as you and I are both the eldest of siblings, mm-hmm. it's masking your pain. Yeah. You're you like, have to be the brave one. You have to be the eldest. brave one. So he... I reckon on the inside, he's shitting his pants going, Mm -hmm. well, shit, I'm only 26 and I'm dead. Yeah. So we cut to Sam. He's in a motel. Um, He calls dad and leaves a message to say that Dean's hurt and they don't think he's going to make it, but for dad not to worry because Sam is going to save him. Yeah. He is surrounded by paper. He's clearly researching Mm. what he can do. He even says on the message, you know, 
they say he's not going to make it, but they don't know the stuff that we know no, about yeah. how the world actually works, which yeah. is also kind of true. Hmm. And then he hears a knock at the door and he goes to the door and it's Dean. Yeah, um, he's he check- checked himself straight He's checked hosp- himself out. He doesn't want to stay in a hospital and die there where the nurses aren't even hot, which... Yeah. I mean, on brand. Yeah, and also that kind of, like you said, that sort of bravado mm-hmm. of being brave and putting on a brave face for yep. Sam. Yep. Um, Sam is like, well, I've been researching how to save you and I've found a specialist who, <laughs> right? who, who can help. <laughs> and Dean, I think, is goes along with it. I don't think he particularly has much hope that there's anything anyone can do. Mm. Uh, but then they actually show up and they're actually out of uh, faith healers. I... I know, I, it's, it, faith healers for me all fall under the snake oil salesman. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. you know, if it brings you peace, I, you know, you do you, everyone has a choice. I don't particularly like the whole, I'm going to heal you if you just pray harder. It is such, mm-hmm. again, going through the grief process, you, it's the bargaining, you're yeah. bargaining. And the fact that there are people out there, I'm not saying all of them, faith healers, prey on the vulnerable, it, mm-hmm. mm, mm, mm. No, yeah. no. So for me, I'm just like, this brought up some negative feelings of, yeah, you shouldn't be doing it, but obviously different because this episode takes a different turn than one. Yes, we are the world of the supernaturals. So. Yes, yes. But yeah, Dean is about reality and Sam 100% is like willing to give absolutely anything a try because he's mm-hmm. in a different stage of grief. And I am definitely Dean in this episode. I'm like, <laughs> no. Mm. But I think it's also deeper than that um, because – Dees, when they first show up and Dean's like, you told me it was a special, you told me it was a doctor, not that mm. it was a faith healer. And Sam's like, well, I said, I believe I said specialist. And he's like, these are all a bunch of frauds. Mm. And Sam's like, you know, the world that we live in, if there is evil out there, surely there can be good too. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of the deeper level of this, of their conflicting worldviews, which is that Sam believes that if there is evil, there must be good. There's a yin and yang. And Dean sees only that the world is full of, of pain um, and that all he can do is try and stem the pain of, yeah. of for others and yeah. m- maybe therefore fill a certain void for himself. So mm. I do think there's an element of grief, but I think that this story explores something else as well about who they are yeah. at their core and what they believe to be true about mm the world and as we talk about about dean's self-worth yeah i think also based on that like that train as well that little deeper of knowledge or deeper of sorry yeah deeper understanding of them sam doesn't like if we go taking it back to og where it started mm-hmm. sam doesn't remember the, the bad from the first bit of his life because the bad happened when he was like six months old dean saw it so it makes sense that sam it would have that little bit of a rosy color glasses like if there's good and there's bad, of course, because he doesn't remember seeing mm. his mum die. He doesn't remember the house fire. He doesn't remember that part of his life where Dean does. And I think that's when Dean lost his innocence quite early, mm. like when he was about four or five. And I feel that's where it falls, sort of starts the, the process of damn, uh, damn, Dean seeing everything mm-hmm. as evil, but he can help by stemming the evil mm-hmm. and by giving, you know, a small portion of people he saves. Mm-hmm a chance of being happy or mm-hmm. moving on with their lives. Mm. And then they're therefore feeding into his self-worth of, I know there's no good in the world, but I'm going to try and build, create my own good. So they're at the Faith Healers. Mm-hmm. Dean is very much like, this is not a specialist. I mean, 
giving Sam Binks Before we go further though. Yeah. My next note. Yes. All cap locks. Yes. Dala. Mm-hmm. Risa is my one. We should explain. We should explain. So as they're going into the Faith Healer's tent and they're having this conversation about if there's evil, then surely maybe there can be good. Good, yep. A woman pipes up to say that you maybe should should have some faith and we turn around. Dean immediately turns into Moxie Dean. Of course he does. He's like, and he's like, well, you know, I think you're changing my mind and she's a very like, <laughs> okay, mate, like yeah, calm down. Calm down. And um, he's, he's trying to flood basements and she's just like uh, – They've been proofed since 1994, kind of attitude. Yeah. Love it. Time and place. Mm. Um, my note says, Dean, sex would kill you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The thought of an erection, would that would be the end of your life. Yeah. Like, you've, you, you're you going to die from a heart attack. Don't get that heart rate up, mate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but the woman that they're speaking to, whose name is Layla, mm-hmm. is played by Julie Benz. Yes. Uh, who, for the massive nerds out there, played the vampire Dala in Duff, Duff Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Incredible actress, like fantastic, fantastic character, and you know her from Dexter. So she played uh, Rita, which is um, Dexter's beard, essentially, like normal beard. And you're looking at me like, what? I'm like, in a sense that Dexter is a killer. No, he... I know the plot, but like, but not like gay beard. Not not gay beard in a sense of masking being normal. So we go into the tent and we meet the faith healer or the preacher. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Roy, Roy LaGrange, and he is accompanied by his wife, Sue Ann. Mm-hmm. The service starts and, of course, Dean at some point mutters something under his breath. He mutters mm. that, you know, that they're just there to take his money. But while he's doing that, he's also surveying the um, the surrounds of the tent. I mean, there mm-hmm. is something about a tent in, in some wetlands, I'm just saying. Mm. Um, but he's surveying, he's noticing, like, obviously the preacher. I kept referring to him as the preacher. I know he's mm-hmm. not a pre- preacher slash faith healer slash whatever you want to call him, Charleston, whatever. <laughs> that's, that's what Kat's been using. And he's noticed that, like, there's a weird cross. There's, like, a... Not a normal... Well, Sam notices that, not sorry, Dean. Sorry, you're right. Sorry. There's some, some things that are just like, oh, that's a bit strange. But, you know, nothing untowards, you know, there's no human sacrifice. There's no goats being slaughtered. No. And obviously this plays into kind of that sort of cliche of mm. the Southern Baptist yes. church, you know, mm-hmm. uh, speaking in tongues and faith mm-hmm. healing and a lot of that sort of thing. So... Yeah, it, this obviously plays into a lot of those elements, but yeah. De- Dean sort of mutters under his breath that it's about you know all about money, mm-hmm. and Roy speaks up and he's like, "Oh, do you think so, son?" And Dean is like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he sort of he become he he loses about you know ten feet of his height." Yeah, and uh, Roy says that you know don't be careful of what you say in front of a blind man because he's blind. All his other senses are heightened, and there yeah. all his other the senses are heightened. And then he calls on Dean um, as the person that he's going to mm. heal today. Because the law, because how it works is that Roy doesn't pick the people. He doesn't. He's not. Mm-hmm. He God is speaking through him. So God will pick who he believes is the right person um, that is to be saved. Mm-hmm. So he obviously Dean has a bit of a says his thing. Roy sasses him in a great way, like, and mm-hmm. not rude as well. It's just like, just be careful what you say. Mm-hmm. I may be blind, but, you know, great hearing. Mm-hmm. And then Dean, you know, shrinks down into EDB size. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, as Roy, as we know, picks him up and says, you've been chosen. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. And Dean immediately says, no, you don't 
don't pick me, pick someone else. And Sam's like, get up there. Yeah. That's if why Sam we're could, here. If Sam could have picked Dean up without hurting him and like thrown him onto the stage, mm-hmm. he would have just been like, I'm picking you up and throwing you onto the stage. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so Dean is definitely goes to the stage. As Roy starts to pray, Dean gets dizzy and then collapses. Sam rushes up to the stage mm-hmm. and as Dean comes to, he sees a yeah. very spooky looking man. Yeah, I was like, what um, the fuck? For was... a second, and before he disappears. Yeah, I, my, my note is, what the fuck was, was that just behind the, the preacher man? Because mm-hmm. it kind of flickers. It flickers in and out, and mm-hmm. then Dean sort of essentially pa- passes out, but not passes out, but sort of just. And then we cut, and now Sam and Dean are at a doctor's, yep. and the doctor says that Dean's heart is fine and that, yeah. and that Sometimes he is healed. And that, you know, it's uncommon for a young man to have, have any heart issues. She's, she's, but then she's like, it does happen though. Just yesterday there was a young man, 27 Kevin. years old, Drops in. who dropped dead from a heart attack. While running. While running and well, while swimming, sorry. Sorry, swimming, sorry, swimming, And yes. Dean sort of looks at Sam and can you can see Dean, the cogs in Dean's head are turning because Dean – I think we're starting to get this sense that Dean doesn't feel like he deserves to be saved. No. And he's looking for something. And obviously he's just seen this kind of figure Mm. as he's been healed that didn't seem good. Yeah. And so they're talking afterwards and Dean is like, I don't think whatever this was was good. When I was being healed, it felt wrong. Mm. It felt, I felt cold. And then I saw this, this figure. Yeah. And then now we're finding out that a man approximately my age for no reason dropped just, dead just from the exact dead. same thing that was meant to kill me. Yeah. And, I mean, Sam is like, okay, well, let's let's just – let's not rule out that it was a good thing. But mm-hmm. just to appease you, Dean, because you're now healed, let's just investigate. So mm-hmm. I love that Dean is the one that goes and talks to Roy about mm-hmm. how he got his powers. Mm-hmm. And Sam goes off and, you know, interviews witnesses regarding the, the fellow that passed. Yeah, so Dean wants to understand what happened, how Mm. Roy got his powers, and Roy says that he woke up one day blind and it turned out he had cancer and it was terminal Mm. and there was nothing anyone could do. He went into a coma and then he was miraculously healed. Didn't, but he was still blind. But he was still blind, but then he had the power to heal others ever since ever since that time yeah and they you know but he considers them to be miracles from from god God, yeah and dean asks him why him why pick him Hmm. like you know again sort of getting into this idea of of dean's worth of himself Mm. and roy says you know god picked you i didn't pick you yeah because you still have work to do yeah which is very interesting use of language and it's mm. very kind of interesting given what we kind of learn no. about the origins of this power mm. as to why Roy did pick Dean or where Roy's beliefs about who should be picked would come from. So that's yeah. that's really interesting. It's um, a little bit of a nugget information. You know? Yeah. And in the meantime, Sam is talking to one of the workers, one of the people who works at the pool – and he's like, no, he was really fit. He were, he ran every day. Like he just dropped dead. But before he dropped dead, he was running like something was like he was swimming like something was, was chasing, chasing him. him. He got out of the pool. He was running like something was chasing him. He's like, oh, what was chasing him? He's like, nothing. Nothing was there. He was being chased by nothing. And Sam notices that the clock at the pool has stopped. And he asks when that happened. And he said, oh, yeah, that, that must have happened at the same time because that's the time that the guy, the guy died whose name is Marshall Hall, so that's the same time that Marshall died. 
And so Sam now is also a bit sus now. Yeah, he knows something's up. He realizes that there is something mm. going on. So when Dean comes back to the motel, mm. Sam is like, I'm so sorry. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think something is going on um, and we need to find out what it is yeah. and we need to stop it. And while he's telling Dean that, he also mentions that Marshall passed away at like, I think it was like 20 to 4. Yeah. 340. And Dean's like, that's when I was healed. Yeah. So, there, you know, that Sam's on the same, same plate, like same page as Dean mm-hmm. and Dean's page has been cemented essentially. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we need to find out what's actually happening. Yeah, and so Sam also says that he recognised the cross mm-hmm. um, that was on the altar. It's a Coptic cross, so it's an unusual type of cross. cross yeah. And that it can be associated with with black magic. In the meantime, while all of this is happening, mm. while they're figuring this out, we also have this scene of Roy healing, um, healing this old man and we also have another scene of a woman being chased by a reaper. And she's running. And she's running. She's clearly young and healthy and fit. And she gets chased by the Reaper and killed. And in Stan, I was not in Stan, sorry, on the DVD, uh, Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cold is playing. Oh. And what I find really, this is so weird to me because I don't know how I figured this out in 2005. As has been discussed, I was immediately obsessed with Supernatural in 2006 when it yes. came out. Like I loved this show so much to the point that I had Don't Fear the Reaper and Highway to Hell on one of the mixed CDs that I played in my car. Because this was in the before, like, I didn't own an MP3 player until I was, like, 20 years old. Yeah. um, Because I was poor and I did not have money. Mm. Um, But it was on one of my mixed CDs. And I was like, and I'd gotten it, obviously, from watching that episode. But, like, how did I, I didn't know what that song was beforehand. Highway to Hell, of course I knew what that song was. Yeah, we all do. But how did I, how did I find out in 2006 what a, what, song was playing on a tv show that i would have at the time only seen once like how would i have figured that out all i know is it was on one of my mix cds Mm. and so i and i love that song now here's my theory your dad no for reasons we'll talk about later i would have been watching this in my bedroom okay we'll talk about that when we get to route 666 oh all right one particular scene in particular we will talk about it's a sex scene all right i had a tv in my bedroom life was life was cemented for you life was good for me yeah anyway um, the, the one theory that I have, huh. and it's an insane theory. Okay. Maybe I got it from the Supernatural Wiki. Because the Supernatural Wiki started in like August of 2006. I mean, It's yeah. been around the whole time. Yeah. And so maybe I, it wouldn't have been Google. It probably no. would have been Ask Yahoo. Jeeves. Ask Jeeves or Yahoo Answers or whatever. Mm. But maybe I found the Supernatural Wiki. And they, because they have all of what the, the songs are and like all of that stuff. And like, I that would want, make sense. Right? I think I maybe I found the Supernatural Wiki, which is kind you, of sweet that then years yeah. later. Full circle moment. Now I get to tell them all the time that I love them on Twitter, which they probably find very annoying. So that night, uh, they, because they've sort of figured out that they need, that it, it's black magic. Mm-hmm. And Dean realizes that what he saw was a Reaper. Yeah. And Sam's like, wait, what do you mean? Like, 
the, the Reaper, Reaper, the, like Grim, the Grim, Reaper. and Dean's like, no, like a Reaper. There, um, there's not just one Reaper. Yeah, there's and, like it's almost like a hierarchy. Like mm-hmm. the Grim Reaper is like the CEO, and then he has like little underlings mm-hmm. known as Reapers. And they think that it's Roy that's controlling the Reaper, mm-hmm. and um, so they're going to break into his house to find the spell book that they would be using to control it. Mm. So that night, Sam breaks into the um house to mm-hmm. try and find the book of magic in that's the meantime. Dust. Yes. In the meantime, Sam, Dean is in the uh, tent. He's just keeping an eye on things. And, of course, oh, I've missed a whole bit. That's what I thought. I was like, have we missed a whole bit? Because we find we find out about Layla's condition. Mm-hmm. So I was early- like, maybe I've missed it. Maybe I got this wrong. I'm like, no way. No. So earlier on in the episode, after Dean has finished speaking to Roy, he mm-hmm. goes outside and he sees Layla. On the steps of the preacher's house. On the steps, house. and she is um, trying to see him again, and he's not taking callers anymore. He's no. not taking visitors. And Dean is there, and Dean sees Layla, and he finds out that uh, Layla has a brain tumour. And that it's she's terminal. only And it's terminal. She only has months to live. And this really sets up something for the rest of the episode, which is mm. that idea of who who is worthy of being saved. Layla yep. has been gentle and kind and has faith and belief mm. in this thing and Dean does not believe what has happened to him. And Lana's mum is really put like she is desperate. So mm-hmm. she's lashing out from her pain at mm-hmm. Dean. Yeah, of course. But Dean I think only really has eyes, as it were, for for Layla and for him being saved over her. It's it's a, it's gonna set some it's setting some seeds in there. Yeah. Because Dean is mad about who and he even says like who gets determined like he does he's mad about the fact that there's trading of life for a life yeah that he that some a man died marshall died so that he could live and that that's in dean's eyes not fair yeah that that's there's this trade that this trade that Mm. that, that's happened and so now we've cut to that night sam's breaking in Mm. and dean is in the tent and of course it's layla that gets picked to be healed yeah and Sam has said, you know, you just have to stop him from he- from healing someone. And, of course, Dean is very torn about this. Because it's Layla. Because it's Layla and he's he's had this kind of connection with her and he's seen that she seems to be good. Mm. You know, she is a good person who deserves to live. And she tr- he tries to stop her for, like, obviously without trying to yeah. explain what's going on. Yeah. Um, but she... You know, she wants to live too. She wants to be healed. Yeah. And so she goes up on stage to be healed. And as a last ditch resort, um, Dean Dean calls fire. Mm. Because in the meantime, Sam has realized that the person that they are targeting that night is a protester that's been out the front of Calling them charlatans. Calling them charlatans, calling them on their bullshit. Um, He's been out there. And so they've decided that that is who... Is due to be the sacrifice. The sacrifice. That's who they're going to kill. Yeah. But what's also revealed is that well, that Sue Ann has is picking people she sees as immoral, and yeah. that Marshall Hall was an openly gay teacher. And this is the thing that I remember from the episode because yeah. to for those who weren't old enough in two thousand and five, and maybe for everyone else, to cast your mind back to the world mm. of LGBTQIA plus representation in. 2005 it was patchy at best Hmm. problematic at worst yep and it was such a throwaway and i think like this is what scraps 
those of us who consider ourselves allies were like clinging to was the idea that it was that Sue Ann had picked Marshall to die because he was gay. He was openly gay teacher mm. and she thought that was immoral and that the boys thought that was wrong, that he, that she was doing like that mm. implication was there that it wasn't, wasn't fleshed out as much. No, but like this was all we had to go on at the yep. time. And at the time I remember being like, oh my God, they're talking about a gay person on television. Yeah. What's happening? And it's not Will and Grace. And so, yeah, I that was the only bit out of this, this show that I actually remember okay. from the time. So that because was the at the time were, yeah. I was like, oh, are they talking about a gay person? That's so exciting. He's already dead in the show, but yeah. this is all we had to work with at the yeah. time. Yeah, basically Sue, uh, Sue Ann is basically, she's the decider. And what we, because Sam's broken into the house, he's found the book and he's worked out, it's actually not Roy, it's her. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's, she's judge, jury, and executioner, essentially. Yeah. She's made up her mind based on the faith, based on mm-hmm. her own faith, yeah. that she knows who is bad and who is good. Yeah, so other people who have died have been abortion rights yeah. um, activists and now obviously this person that is protesting. Yeah. So Sam's trying to protect the protester. Dean, in the meantime, has yelled, fire and gotten everyone out which the reaper has gone away eventually and this is when they've worked out that it's sue ann and not roy yeah because they see sue ann in the corner still praying to whatever dark force she has enslaved yep and she realizes dean has worked it out and she gets dean kicked out and sort of banned from yeah. from returning as they're leaving layla asks dean why he would do that and he tries to explain that like it doesn't feel like it but it was the right thing to do. The right thing. And she, of course, kind of just really continuing on to show that she, you know, really. She's a good human. Driving home how pure she yeah, is compared to right. how impure, I guess, Dean feels in his heart. Yeah. That she says, I truly, after he did this, she says, I truly wish you well. And. He's like, you too. And Mm. as they're leaving, they hear that Layla is going to have a private session with Roy that night and they're going to try and heal them again. Yeah. Um, And so Sam and Dean now know that they have to stop him. Dean's kind of for killing people, Mm. but um, Sam's like, no, that's not what we do. Yeah. We don't murder. Then we're no better than they are. And... Uh, so instead they decide that there must be an altar in the house that they need to destroy and yep. also that they noticed that Sue Ann was holding a Coptic cross, which is the same cross that's on the Deep. altar in the church mm-hmm. um, while she was praying and maybe both of those need to be destroyed. Yeah, to break the hold over the reaper. Exactly. And so they go back that night to destroy the altar. Mm-hmm. Um Dean distracts the police uh, that are there kind of guarding the area mm-hmm. um, by running around, you can't me. By drawing attention to himself and then running off. Sam breaks into the altar, mm-hmm. but Sue Ann finds him. Yep. And he destroys the altar, but she locks him in the cellar. Yep. Uh, so that he can't help. Um, but in the meantime, he has worked out that Dean is now the target, that they're going to kill Dean. Because she sort of makes reference that, you mm-hmm. know. Brother is a sinner. He should have just been grateful, blah, 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 blah. Exactly. And we're in this private session for Layla and they're calling upon the Reaper um, to to heal her. Mm-hmm. And because we now know that it's Roy, that Roy is innocent, he truly believes that he has the power yeah. of God, I do th- still think that it's kind of interesting 
mm. that he picked Dean. Yeah. Um, given that he doesn't have any powers really, it's his wife that has powers. I think if, if in his head he's probably thinking, well, we've got this on Believer. If we fix him, maybe he will become a, you know, I believe and preach, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, I, I actually wonder if he sensed something. Yeah, like because – I don't think that Roy necessarily has that kind of evangelicist, mm. jealousist sort of sense of like for, you know, 19 easy payments of nine ninety five, you can be yeah, you admitted can... into the hereafter. Yeah. It's definitely not. He's not, uh, it's not uh, 2 a.m. and you've just found the um, <laughs> TV show. Yeah. Show. Yeah. yeah the, uh, you haven't switched to like TVSN. Yeah. You've, you know, TV shopping network. You've got, yeah. you've got the Lord and, you know, 20 easy payments. Sorry. Yeah. So I, I think, kind he's of... just pu- think he just purely thinks he... He's helping. He, yeah. he he actually, and he may have sensed it because he's blind. He did say all his other senses are heightened. Mm-hmm. Maybe we're getting a sense that he knows something about, there's mm. something about Dean. Yeah, and also in this show, we haven't actually approached whether or not there is a God in this world. No. We now know that there are demons in yeah. this world, but we haven't approached whether or not there's a God. Mm. And I wonder if Roy has powers that are, holy in nature yep and that's why he picked dean because the words he used where he's like you've got work to do you have a task to complete they're very specific to dean yeah in terms of the winchester boys in yeah. general um so yeah so i just i just wonder sort of ultimately what made i mean Rory... we don't get the answer to it in no this episode, but or in the future so i mean no and what I found really interesting so sue ann obviously calls up the reaper mm. to kill dean to to heal layla and I hadn't really connected the dots in the same way that I did this time, but this whole through line of Dean feeling like a life for a life is not an equal equation and mm. that he was not worthy to be, like he doesn't deserve to be saved. Yep. He doesn't run when the Reaper comes. Everyone else runs. And I'd never really clicked in my head that he didn't run because he knew Layla was going to get healed and for him that felt probably fair second time i watched this so i watched it on my own and then i re-watched it with joel that's when it clicked for me i'm like he's not running because he he wants to put he wants to put the in his head it's the balance yes yeah. putting everything's every, right he's setting in his mind you know marshall has died unfairly to save him mm-hmm. when it marshall should still be living mm-hmm. he can't bring marshall back but there is layla who is this pure almost angelic mm-hmm. presence, this good human, like pure human. Mm-hmm. While he can't bring Marshall back, if he dies, mm-hmm. she lives. In his mind, he's made, you know, that's 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 equaling out. That's mm-hmm. the perfect equation. Yeah. And it took me a second and I sat there when I watched it with Joel and I was like, oh, my God. Mm. And we were watching it again. It, yeah. It sort yeah. of drives home this unspoken equation he's done in his head. Yeah, which is that he wasn't worth saving in the first place and that mm-hmm. he's not worth another human life and that this somehow sets it right. right. Yeah. Um, but Sam has broken out of the basement. He mm-hmm. goes up and uh, destroys the cross that Sue Ann has mm-hmm. and that sets the Reaper on Sue Ann because yep. um, Sam has mentioned before that, you know, trying to control a Reaper is like being at the center of a storm. You know, you're trying to control death. And that is something that shouldn't be controlled by a human. And they don't like it. And they're not into it. They don't like to be controlled or mm. told who or what they should reap. 
And so he takes Sue But sadly, although he takes Sue he doesn't heal Because there's no, one, there's no, I guess, conduit. The spell is broken. Yeah, the spell's broken. And unfortunately, Roy has worked out that his powers aren't working. Yeah. And something seems wrong. And Layla, unfortunately, doesn't feel different. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's really sad sort of all round for everyone. Yeah, I kind of wish, I mean, mm. it works in this episode, but I also yeah. wish that the Reaper would have acknowledged that Layla was nothing, like Roy and Layla were nothing but pure people mm-hmm. who had faith in the, you know, with God and obviously death and understanding like the life cycle and understanding mm-hmm. that I wish he could have just given her, like Sue Ann's life to Layla. Mm-hmm. But alas, it does not happen. Yeah. And I think it's a probably, it's a more interesting discussion oh, of yeah. that because, you know, a life isn't equal another life. No. And that you don't get to pick. And although, yes, it would have been amazing to have Layla heal. This is not the show. This is not. No, at the, the price of Sue Ann, um, that's not the reality. No. So the next day, Sam and Dean are getting ready to leave. Dean's clearly incredibly troubled by mm, this. Yeah. And he's like, do, did we do the right thing? Because it doesn't feel like we did. Yeah. And there's a knock on the door and it's Layla. And Sam, Sam, sweet, precious bean Sam, has called Layla to talk to Dean. Um, and she's like, yeah, yeah, Sam told me that you wanted to to say goodbye. And Sam just like pure, the, with the pure heart that he has, knowing what Dean needed. Um, he's mm. like, I'm going to go get something to drink and just kind of leaves well, that, and yeah. gives them some time and space to talk. And Layla tells him... That's who Anne died. That uh, she died of a stroke. She she died of a stroke, and that she had had a private session with Roy, and that Roy hadn't healed her. And Dean was clearly feeling incredibly guilty about this. And Layla's like, you know what? I'm kind of okay with this. You know, you can't have faith just when things are good. You have to have faith when things are bad as well. And I choose, I have faith and so I have to have faith in the bad times. Yeah. And a really um, interest, like a really true perspective on what faith ultimately means. Yeah. And Layla says goodbye to Dean and Dean tells, says that he's going to pray for her. And she, sweet. And she finishes by saying, well, that's a miracle right there. Yeah. And... That's the end of the episode. It's a very hard-hitting episode. It mm-hmm. plays on a lot of emotions. plays on a lot of emotions as humans, not in a supernatural universe, mm-hmm. of what's happening and, you know, would you would you take a life to save someone that you love dearly? Like it's, yeah. it plays on a lot of that and I enjoy – that's why I enjoy this episode. Like mm. it's it's not top five. Scarecrow mm. is in top five mainly because it's campy as fuck and I fucking just love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is more of a – it really – this for me was like at the, I guess another pinnacle point where I'm like, mm-hmm. this is not just a laugh show. Yeah. This is taking on some things that make you think and sort of resonate with you. Like after mm-hmm. the episode, like this episode always resonates and hence why when you asked me to do this podcast, mm-hmm. I thought of it Yeah, because it just resonates about, you know, something that's happened in my life that was not great mm. and grieving and you can, you know, relate to the characters on a deeper level than just yeah. like, I'm definitely a Sam. No, no, no. It's like, oh, you're going through a step. You're mm-hmm. going to lose someone that you love. 
mm-hmm. would you do anything? It's, it's yeah. playing on the what if. Yeah, and I think it sets up the the more complex mm. nature of this world that they live in, this universe yeah. that they live in. It's not just um, demons and, you know, yeah. cults of ghosts and such. Yeah, and just not – it's not as, as straightforward. And I think that that makes for a more interesting mm. story than just straight oh, right or wrong, good or evil. Yeah, it's um, not just surface, and I like so that. So thank you, Raelle and Sarah. Yeah. Memorable episodes. I'm putting mm-hmm. this in the memorable episodes. I have a lot of lists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of lists, guys. But yeah, it's a great episode. I yeah. just it's a good it's nice to take take a step out of the I guess where they've been mm-hmm. to take a step out of worrying about dad, worrying about the, you know, the demon what well, we just found out the demon mm-hmm. that killed Jess and Mum and it's nice for them just to focus on this one thing that's happened. Mm-hmm. But still means a lot in yeah. the in the entirety of their arc of supernatural. Yeah. So yeah, it's a great yeah. episode. Really good episode. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Follow us on Instagram at We Will Talk About mm-hmm. a Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at We Will Talk Pod. Mm-hmm. Um, our website, where all of our show notes live, is We Will Talk About Tell a friend to listen to this podcast if Tell you like colleague. it. Tell a colleague. Or leave us a review and a nice rating on iTunes if that is your chosen device. In the meantime, stay safe and don't enslave Reapers. Bye, guys. Bye.